This is Daisenshu BX, the podcast, episode 219, for the week of May 9th, 2010. Welcome to Daisenshu BX, the podcast, an extension of the all-encompassing Dragon Ball fan site, Daisenshu EX. We cover anything and everything Dragon Ball in the hopes of enlightening and a little bit of entertaining. Happy two weeks back doing the podcast. Has it been two weeks? Yeah, it's been two weeks since we did the show. How's the uh, oh. two weeks treating you? Swell. Yeah, yeah, it's been busy times, enjoying ourselves, playing some Street Fighter. Uh-huh, my thumb hurts. Yeah, myself as well, because we're not the cool kids with the crazy arcade sticks. Just rocking. I thought we did have one, unless it's for the 360. Yeah, I have it for the 360. Okay. Uh, hey, Mary. Hi, Mike. You are here to join me on this show of Dragon Ball epic proportions. It is quite epic, <laughs> in that there's a lot of news. There is a lot of news. So we got Mary over here, we got myself, Mike, behind the main microphone. We are two folks. This episode, we're broadcasting it live just because we can, because it's just the two of us. And I've been doing some rearranging in the uh, basement here. Those of you, those two of you at the moment who are joining us live, welcome to my redone basement room here. Got to work on the lighting and all that kind of stuff, but it's working out pretty well, isn't it? What do you think, Mary? I mean, it's 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 comfy. it's very brown. It is very brown. And I like it that way for yeah. some reason. Earth tones, yay! <laughs> Although I got we like were... an orange shirt on and it's blending in. It's unfortunate that this room doesn't share the color scheme as the main basement area because it's totally Dragon Ball. I know it's yellow and orange, crazy. And our posters are there too. All right, let's talk about this here podcast episode. We're gonna be catching up on two weeks worth of news in general discussions. We don't have a set topic for you, but we kind of do, since Kai is going off in a new story arc direction and it's got a new ending theme. I think we're going to place the majority of our discussion around that bit of news, but there is a ton, ton, ton of news to talk about, so that's going to eat up the majority of this episode. Let's talk about some housekeeping stuff, though, Mary. First up, our Attack of the Science contest ended last week. We have picked a winner for the contest. We're going to divulge the winner at the end of this episode, but I remembered we're going to read some stories as well, because the shtick with this contest was if you came up with a little story describing a side mission for characters, we'd give you an extra entry. So we're going to read the winner's entry and some of the other funniest entries. You can probably guess who some of those side characters were, just based on some of the in jokes of the podcast here and you know our types of fans regarding the podcast itself i had a total internet noob moment earlier this week when i said hey i want to do a survey and learn a little bit more about our podcast audience uh, the things they like about the show things i want to know about them to make the show better so i said oh hey i'm gonna do a survey monkey survey totally forgetting that there's a limit of 100 responses for just a basic survey yeah, we hit that in like a couple hours. Whoops. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you underestimate your audience. Absolutely. So what I need to do is just kind of do a custom coded version where uh, we have our own internal thing that we do. There's some great information that I learned. A lot of suspicions that I was suspicious about that they were kind of confirmed. Uh, I think I know what it is you guys are going in the direction of for some answers. If you still want to go use it, you can, but I can't see the answers. So just hold off on it. We're going to do a new version of that in the near future. And I'm going to ask everyone kind of redo it and forgive me for being a total idiot about how I run stuff like that on the internet. Mary, Mr. Julian. Right. So he's 
obviously missing from today's episode. The reason for that is that he's still waiting to unload stuff from his storage area, from his new place. He says he should be getting stuff out of there on Monday or so. Yeah. Or so he says. Yeah, yeah, this is the story this time. It's always, oh, I'm getting it next week. I think he's abandoned us. We're shouldering that extra effort. That's right. No, I'm, I'm just kidding. He's got wedding coming. We're looking at booking places to go to the wedding right. later this year. It's very exciting. I'm excited. Julian's going to return at some point. Yeah. He'll be a married man when he does. He'll be coming back to America at some point. Here's if only hoping. for his wedding. That's kind of <laughs> cool. Last thing I want to mention it's uh, not Dragon Ball related, but people have been asking because I keep putting up these tweets about, oh, I'm up to volume six. Yeah, I'm reading the Bleach manga right now, and that is not something that I would normally be doing. But Mary, you've taken a liking to the local library. Yeah, I'm there once a week. You're what, you're reading X-Men books? Among other things, I've read Detroit Metal City. I'm in the middle of Monster right now, so I am picking up some manga, which I must say is far classier than the crap you're reading. <laughs> yeah, Yours is like sugar-coated cereal. And yeah, mine is a little bit more elegant. Okay, maybe not DMC. Mainly because it's the only long-running shonen they have beside Prince of Tennis, which I've seen a couple episodes of. I figured, hey, they got 30 volumes of Bleach. I might as well try reading it. I have some thoughts, but it's, it's not worth talking about here on the show. Maybe I'll write a blog entry about it right. sometime in the near future, but folks, Mike's reading Bleach. Ain't that crazy? Modern it's wild. Planet. I wanted to do One Piece. I absolutely of course did, but our library doesn't have it, but the next town over does, and they have every single last volume, so I think we're going to do some traveling. Good. Yes. That's what I meant to do this weekend. What? Hit I the knew it. Again? Yeah. So, uh, that's it for housekeeping, right? Yes, that's it. Let's go on to news. Alright, news. Mary, take it away. You get the first one here. I'm going to sit back and drink some more of this water. So Funimation's Z-Kai is, in addition to Nicktoons, going to be airing on the CW4Kids block. It's a block on the CW. Right, right. So this is scheduled for the 2010-2011 broadcast season. Sneak peeks are going to take place during the summer, and 4Kids will have episodes streaming on their website. In related news, everything we've been saying about Nicktoons has been confirmed thus far. Uh, you can check out their most recent press release for that. I guess the highlights of this were that it's going to be debuting on May 24th at 8pm and all that first week will have back-to-back episodes from 8 to 9pm. So it's kind of like a 12-hour shift from I know. <laughs> how I used to watch Dragon Ball and syndication Back in 1995-96, where it was in uh, two episodes back-to-back from 8 to 9 a.m. Well, it's also kind of a 12-hour shift from how it is in Japan. Was it, 9 a.m. in Japan on <laughs> Sundays? Sunday and morning cartoons, yay. Here we have it. It's a little bit missing that after-school block that probably be the best place for it, but whatever, you know? An hour for a week? That's not too bad. Speaking of Kai, this is where we're going to spend the majority of our uh, discussion time this episode. Mary, you said you wanted to check it out again because your boy's showing up. Mm-hmm. So other than whatever episode it was when Goku went Super Saiyan, you, you watched that episode with me, I right? watched it and I got disheartened and I was like, okay, I'm going to I'm gonna kind of put this on the back burner until Trunks shows up. Right. Well, he's here. So we've actually he's now here? watched- <gasps> Yeah, he's here. Where? He's outside he's that door me? over there, Mary. Awesome. You're to leave? You're going to leave me to do the podcast by myself? Yeah, sure. Podcasting. Okay. <laughs> episode 55 and this weekend 56, we have watched them. Before we talk about the content of Trunks and Kai as an entity 
We will confirm a couple other things. Ryu Zaburo Otomo. That's a freaking weird name, that man. That is a weird name, isn't it? That sounds like a made-up name. <laughs> a lot of elongated syllables in there. Vowel sounds. He played Dabra in Z, the six-star dragon, and the monster king in the GT TV special. He is actually now going to be playing, well, did play King Cold, and also the ox demon king, Gumao, taking over for the late Daisuke Gori. <laughs> Your elongated vowels Go. are like too long. <laughs> Go. I do that on purpose. It drives me up the fucking wall when people say Daisuke Gauri. Gauri from Slayers? Right. It's like, it's not his name. It's Gori. And the, the O is a long... Anyway. So, um... Yeah, thoughts on any voice stuff? We d- we watched all of what existed of King Cold already. Right, so. I think yeah, it was a suitable replacement. I mean, it was a little jarring at first, but it's not yeah. anything too out of place. So I think for who the character is and the kind of tone that he has, it was perfectly suitable. Yeah, I think Gori's voice was perfect for King Cold, but that was one of his many roles that he didn't really need to have. So I think bringing in someone like Otomo is great because you're not going to hear him again unless he gets recast as some other characters. He doesn't play anyone until Dabra so much later in the series. So that kind of spreads out that voice a little bit. And I got to say, I did hear Dabra in the delivery, but it was a very suitable voice and I, I think it worked pretty well. Starting with episode 55, we of course knew of the, the new closing theme coming up, but Dragon Soul got some uh, updates as well. The first half is mostly the same. Not nearly enough updates. Well, tell me about the updates then, Mary. Um, it doesn't really change until maybe 60% into it. Yeah. There's, um, you show the androids and they show older Gohan up at Kami's place. And then there's a lovely group shot at the end. But I would have loved to have seen some of the Raditz stuff switched out yeah, and some yeah. of the Vegeta stuff, even though it's really well animated. I think that would have been more appropriate to maybe put some of the Frieza stuff since we just came off of that. Mm, okay. It's like, let's not st- show stuff from two arcs ago. Let's show stuff from well, okay. what just happened. That makes sense. But Especially- whatever, I'll take what I can get at this point. It was kind of pretty. Men in there is still a little weird. I can see the Goku versus Vegeta because that's a big thing, but the Saibai men head. I think that's the one that bugs me the most. It's a little weird. Well, how about the second half? You mentioned Gohan up there. Get some other shots. Is it good stuff? You think it works? It, is it I squee over androids, so I liked it. Okay, all good. Let's talk about the closing theme then. This is the big one because I don't want to totally blow it out of proportion. I wasn't controversy over it. It was just the hardcore fans being like, what? You got some chippies coming in to sing us a song so the new ending theme kokoro no hane we're going with wings of the heart this is by team dragon which is uh itself comprised of members from that akb 48 super idol group or whatever the first couple times i heard the song i could not remember i couldn't hum a little ditty from it at all it is only just now after repeated listens becoming somewhat memorable to me so i think that says a lot right there how about you i mean i th- i think you've only seen i've heard only it, like, i've only Times? Yeah, three times is about it. And my initial reaction was that, hey, this sounds like it could be a One Piece song. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't know why. It just strikes me as reminding me of a different song from One Piece. And I like the animation a lot because it shows all the characters. And I'm a sucker for that. Um, the song itself, I don't really remember. Well, there you go. I think Corey summed it up in a tweet really well last week where he said something like, you know, a series like Bleach or One Piece where there are a lot of female protagonists uh, and even villains and such, it, it works well. That sound kind of meshes with them. When you come over to Dragon Ball, you've got Bulma, 
I don't know that that kind of girly-ish extra sound really fits with the cast of Dragon Ball. It does fit with this, as you know, Daryl Surratt has coined this neo-shonen style that we've moved into, especially with the modern stuff like Bleach, Naruto, One Piece. I don't know so much about Dragon Ball. I don't know that it fits Dragon Ball. It is not as awful as I think we were all bracing ourselves for. Do you agree with that? Um, maybe anti anticlimactic is the word. It could have been worse. It could have been much That's worse. That's what yeah. I'm hanging my hopes and dreams on. All right, let's talk about Kai in general a little bit. We like to check in because we basically gave up at the end of the Saiyajin arc. We checked in on one Frieza episode. We just have not been watching. I cannot care any less about Kai right now. We actually got an email, I think just today, someone going on a pretty long-winded rant exactly the same way I feel. It's like, this is just sloppy. This is obnoxious. I don't like this part. I don't understand why they did this, and I don't even care i don't think i want to keep watching i'm You're like preaching right to the on choir. i know exactly i i totally agree with you but now we're, we're checking in we're on episodes 55 56 this past week mary these are episodes that you know very right. very well and I dare saying, i say intimately intimately yes oh i was saying right before we started watching them was that i'd be much more sensitive to the changes in these two episodes and probably any other episodes in the series and even just losing a couple frames here and there in the interest of time threw me off a little bit. And some instances of that kind of editing were better than others. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But there was one that really bugged me. It was the one where, um... Trunks had just killed all the goons and he kind of he stands and he turns around and there's a long pan of him staring at Frieza and King Cold well, and they just of, cut it. So I was really pissed about that. It's not just a pan shot. It's more of a, a zoom pan out. and zooming out at the same time. So the difference in movement there, we've talked about this, I think, in the opening animation and just from doing AMVs, not saying that we're totally super professionals with video emotion and stuff, but we've picked up a lot of these things over the years where if you cut in a specific way when it's in the middle of something other motion and then it goes to a still frame or an opposite type like you don't give it enough time to fester right right, right. <laughs> if you just abruptly end it it's gonna be noticeable whereas yeah, the if they just left it. it well enough alone mm -hmm. they could uh i think it would have been served a little better but i know the time is a factor yeah yeah they, they went into episode oh god trunk shows up in 119s it's like into 121 i forget what the numbers are but it did go into the next episode where he kills king cold i know a lot of people are like oh man it's going from great animation day to total triangle crap <laughs> it's a triangle day <laughs> and it did and it was noticeable there there's couple... nothing that can be done about that which is no, heartbreaking because no. i figure if we're gonna go through the effort of redoing this show and redrawing particular scenes just yeah. go all out and redo everything but i, mean, I guess you pick the cheapest option out of all available choices yeah that's just being a dead horse at this point we're like oh we wanted a new show yeah. instead of what you're giving us but hey i didn't want anything <laughs> i was happy with what we had <laughs> but whatever the show itself um yeah going to triangles is weird i cringed it was pretty bad there was one scene that from the audio standpoint ignoring visuals audio and i was glad to see someone else on the forum mentioned this as well as Trunks is about to kill King Cold, the music is totally overpowering. And it's swelling his, and it's getting voice. louder and louder and, you can and hear over him. the top. And like, what what that guy just say? It's I mean, just sloppy editing in the video and the audio. And these are the kinds of things. It just proves it's a rush job. It is. It's a money grab. And of course, of course it is. It's Dragon Ball is the epitome of a mainstream franchise whose point is to get as much money from you as possible. And we keep buying into and it like do. a bunch of morons. 
I think they may have. I don't want to say, oh man, they crossed the line here. I'm I'm done. But it's like, uh, guys, I think I don't really want to watch this. I'll keep going for a little bit because I like this part of the story. Is the editing too much? I mean, is it kind? It of actually makes it easier for masochistic me. to watch. <laughs> it you is don't love because I want to be able to watch it, but I don't want to put that much effort into it. So mm. I'll watch the hacked version. I don't really care because I like this <laughs> stuff enough that I want kind of the reader's digest version. Right. Or right. I, for that, I can just read the manga, which that, we've been doing anyway. That is something that you've mentioned before, where you kind of want a quick recap of it, but the manga works really well. And if you want to get the pure version of it, you might as well go back to the manga. Yeah, but I like colors. You like I'm colors. superficial. Well, how about those colors? Because oh, God. the cuts Don't between get me started on the, the old colors. version and the new version with the super smooth colors and the lack of shading. Oh, I want and... my animation a little dirty. <laughs> Just like my men. Yeah? No. Uh, okay. It's true, though. I, I like the cell animation and you know how I feel about just the sloppiness of switching between one and the next. Yeah. I don't think they do a good enough job of color matching. But whatever, we've beaten a dead horse about this. Can we not talk about what we hate we'll, about we'll, Kai anymore? We'll close it up with one last thing. I will note that Wasted Wisher, who is kind of our inside source, so to speak, he works at the Philippines branch of Toei, and he does work on Kai. And we've criticized some of his specific work before. And, you know, he's okay with that in, in some respects. But he did recently put up a post on the forum saying, you know, with a lot of these redrawn scenes, a lot of the old animators were really talented, and I don't think a lot of the people here have the patience to redo some of the stuff the way that it was done back then. I totally get that, and yeah. I understand that, you know, not counting those other countries that they, um, you know, outsource some of this stuff to, but even in Japan itself, the production values are really going down the drain and mm. I've been reading some stuff lately about how the Japanese animators themselves aren't as well trained as they used to be. They're oh, certainly no. not as well compensated. No, no. So I guess the uh, inclination to do a good job isn't quite there. So Mary, like how do be. you solve this problem? How do you send make, it, Send everything to France stuff? because France knows what they're doing. France? You send it over to France. Yeah. Dragon Ball done in France. <laughs> I'd check it out. Why not? Wee oui, wee. Oui. Speaking of France. Oh, but that was unintentional. Unintentional. A fantastic segue. <laughs> Dragon Ball Z going on demand in France. It's going to be available on two... Actually, I think it is available right now on two services. Orange has their 2424 video, and then SFR has club video. Uh, we kind of have things sort of like this. We don't have a real solid IPTV service, but you know we've got our cable and our satellite and stuff. Anyway, I love this quote. Toei Animation Europe, MD, Kanji Kazahaya. This is a new way for the fans to have access to these series. Sure, because it's via this IPTV service. Anyway, our new forum member, Son Goku, that's Son, because that's how they do it over there. Son instead of Son. Son Goku 13 sent us a screenshot and a little more info here. It is the French dub, though it is the recent remastered edition. They're uh, making 20 episodes available each month, and it's going to be up to at least the first 100 episodes. They're really promoting that in the screenshot up there. 100 episodes available. It's 4.99 euros per month, which is a pretty good deal, considering that for just a single episode it'll cost you 149. Yeah. So you might as well go for the, pay the 5 euros there and watch as much as you want. That's how it seems to be um, to me anyway, the way I'm reading this. Mary, um, you know, Japan has their cell phone service. France has this IPTV thing. We have sort of like Comcast On Demand. Sometimes Dragon Ball has been available there. Do you think that this would be a really good way? That Should Funimation really investigate, investigate this kind of stuff? Well, they've got their Funimation channel. That's so, true. That's true. And then their online streaming stuff. I think they've got their bases covered. Yeah, 
I don't know that Dragon Ball is available in all those ways, though. That's the um, thing. Probably because there are all these products coming out. Mm. I mean, whatever. I'm not a business person. I can't even begin to speculate. That's true. I mean, we don't have a business background. But for a long-running shonen like Dragon Ball, that's the kind of thing where the show itself really isn't the product that you're trying to sell. It should be the merchandise because the product is so disposable. I mean, this weekly show, I don't know. I, th- I think they could do a little more to get it out there. But uh, So Funimation, let's bring it over back to them here. You want to tell me about this? All right. So I think we kind of touched upon this a couple weeks ago in a previous news bit about a review in Otaku USA magazine. There's now a trailer to kind of add to the confusion over this particular release. It's Dragon Ball Movie 1 and a trailer for it showed up on Amazon. Uh, This would be all well and good, you know, just hopefully clearing up some of the confusion. Yeah, there's a listing for it, there's a trailer, it's coming. But no, it makes it even worse because this thing contains uh, some scenes from Dragon Ball TV Episode 2. This is the same as the old edited version from 1995. So, Mike, you reached out to Funimation and you did hear back from them. This has been delayed to later this year, so this has a couple of possibilities. It could be that they put this trailer out to kind of whet people's appetites and get them interested. Right. Uh in preparation for doing a proper release of this in a couple months because initially we're thinking what are they just putting this out as is as it used to be that's kind of weird but given the delay i'm inclined to think that they're gonna do right by it well originally they did say i think it was july 27 something like that and i think even a pamphlet with one of the most recent maybe dragon box or dragon ball season i can't remember confirmed that but then right stuff i think it was updated the release date to december of this year and then like you just said, Funimation confirmed for us. It's being delayed to later this year. So I'm assuming that's the December release date. And I got it broken down on the homepage. Uh, these four different possibilities of what it could be. You know, will it be just edited? Will it be edited old dub plus an uncut Japanese version? Will it be just uh, the uncut Japanese version? Or will they go back and redub the movie? And the Dragon Ball movies are pretty hilarious because Dragon Ball Movie 2 was the first thing they ever did with their own internal voice cast back before even Season 3 began. So there are a lot of anomalies in the voice cast there. Then Dragon Ball Movie 3, that was put out with a Goku... I think she played Dende, and there's some other strange castings in there. And then the 10th anniversary movie came out so much later. So there's no consistent voice cast for any of the Dragon Ball movies. And now that Stephanie, is it Nadalny? I'm not sure, is no longer playing Gohan in Kai, who would they use? Does that mean she's gone entirely? So it's a pretty interesting scenario with what are they going to do for a dub at all on this. I mean, the original Japanese version is always there, just solid, slap it on, you're good. So I think that the trailer just created more questions than it gave us answers. We're probably not going to know much more about this release for, uh, I'm, I'm going to say a couple months. I mean, if it was going to come out in July, now it's delayed. Well, we're still in May, so we got a long time to go. You want to talk some finances? All right, let's pretend like we know stuff about the financial world. <laughs> we know plenty of things. <laughs> Namco Bandai, their fiscal 2010 report, end of the year. I love this kind of stuff. So they have a net loss of 29.08 billion yen. That's about 319 million 
million net loss for Namco Bandai. The Dragon Ball franchise itself, though, that's what's important to us. Net sales are down from $15.8 billion last year to $12.5 billion this year. They're predicting for next year it's going to be down even lower to $8.5. Gotcha. And then of that, they're saying that 3.0 of that will be in the first half of the year. So it looks like they're kind of looking to the second half of the year to really prop them up. Also in here, Raging Blast, we learned that it shipped 700,000 copies worldwide in the year. And that's shipped. That doesn't necessarily mean sold and only 700,000 copies. I think that was their number four best game for the year. It was in their top 10, so it did comparatively well. Seems like Ben 10, whatever that franchise. Is that a Cartoon Network thing? I forget. We're not children. We don't know what these things are. Ben 10 and Bakugan. We watch and do a show about Dragon Ball. Fair point. But that one's from 20 years ago. That was the only Dragon Ball game in the company's top 10. Uh, Their number 10 game shipped just over 400,000. So if the DS and Wii games would be Attack of the Science and um, King Piccolo, Tenkaichi Daibouken, those shipped, they have to have shipped less than 400,000 and probably significantly less than that. Over in toys and general merchandising for Dragon Ball, again, everything's plummeting. Net sales in 2009 were 3.7, fiscal 2010 down to 3.0, and their forecast 2.7 for fiscal 2011 and only 1 billion of that in the first half of the year so both in games and general merchandising well i guess the dragon ball franchise in general they're looking at the second half of next Mm -hmm. year as being better than the first but in general it's not the new hotness anymore. they're saying it's not gonna get any better what are your thoughts on that just what i said it's not the new hotness anymore so it's finally like they're coming to the realization that oh yeah it's kind of hard to pretend that a show that's you know 20 years old is a new show but it, it's it is, not but it is doing well i mean kai does great in the ratings yeah yeah but clearly interest is waning hmm as far as these peripheral purchases go well and also the economy less disposable money to throw around especially on crappy ass games which i guess we can segue into the next well we will get to news that piece but it is interesting to know i mean we were just talking about these long-running shonen the the series itself is the disposable thing it's supposed to be the merchandise that really props it up if the merchandise isn't doing that well and the sloppy tv version isn't doing that well no the sloppy tv version is doing well, well you just it said. is doing well but that that i guess it makes money from sponsors but if that's all they have it does well because people aren't as nitpicky as us all right well speaking about nitpicky raging blast was a pretty awful game and it's getting a sequel upcoming issue of jump reveals raging blast 2 for the ps3 and 360 coming this year basically all they can say about it right now is it's going to have 90 characters i think i counted the first game had over 70 but that's things like goku Super Saiyan Goku. Those are two different characters, even though it's just a transformation. And the graphics seem to have gotten an overhaul. We have just the uh, first scan here. It does look like the graphics are... I don't know if better is the right word. I mean, these are just the first jump scan, so we'll probably see a lot more of it in the near future. Barry, I know you cannot care any less No, especially this. for sequels to crappy games. We reviewed this here on the show, and you were saying, oh, it was fun to watch every once in a while, but the camera just got awful, and you didn't even want to watch it at that point. Right. It was not a particularly fun game to play and review. It, it just was not. It haven't been for a while. No, I, I enjoyed the DS game. I had a really okay, good time with enough. that. 
but uh, I don't know. That's because it wasn't, you know, this type of game over and over again. And this isn't even just a sequel. It's kind of a sequel series to the Sparking series. It's just too convoluted. Stop having sequel series to series is is is. It's just too much. It's time for a reboot. We need to refresh. Wasn't that... I don't know. I thought this was kind of a reboot. But is it actually a sequel to something? Well, even when Raging Blast was coming out, they were saying, oh, it's the next evolution of the Sparking series, running 60 frames a second, and blah, 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 blah. So, I mean, they were well aware of and kind of transparent about it being not an entirely new franchise. Okay, you know what? I would rather hear a news story about when the hell is Dragon Ball Online coming to this country? Yeah, right. Because at least (laughs) that's different. I would get excited over that. Because it's not a fighting game. Yeah, it's something you say all the time. We have people in the chat right now talking about Dragon Ball Mario Kart clone. Yeah. I'll take that. Come on. There's vehicles. Sure. Indirectly. There's like can, spaceships and it can just hovercrafts. All the non-fighting characters. You can have Popo on his carpet. You can have Bulma in one of her hover cars. Who else does fun things? You have just some of the like policemen in their little hover cars as well. I would, I would get that. I would totally play that game. I would play that more than I would play Raging Black. That's for damn sure. Mary, you want to finish out the news here? This is a lot more interesting. Right, and it kind of goes along with what we were talking about earlier about the merchandise. So some people in Latin America are getting some pretty neat deals with toys. Brazil is going to get some stuff by way of, I guess the brand is called Algazara. They're getting some toys, figurines, and Rich Text is going to be putting out a line of towels. Nice. I would get those. In fact, I do have a Capsule Core towel. No, I I do. I thought I got that. I don't know, but Julian sent it to us. It's a joint gift. Well, we're married. It's for us, not for one person. Anywho, Bolivia is the other country getting some goods. Peel and Dania? And Dina? And Dina, (laughs) this is probably the best one out of all of them. They're putting out some flavored milk. Now, is this something? I don't know. What's the correlation between Dragon Ball Z and flavored milk? What does it taste like? Senzu? Is it really milk or is this like vitamin water or something the way that they describe it muscle milk sponsored by dragon ball to get your muscles you folks down in bolivia what the hell is flavored milk and what is the dragon ball yes is it just chocolate milk is that strawberry milk (laughs) what's the dragon ball connection mary we got a couple other things okay these these are fun do below is putting out some socks i want mine to look like piccolo feet oh that'd be awesome Sweet. And Bondi Bondi Fiesta is putting out some chewing gum, which to me sounds a little more normal. Yeah, I mean, you could slap any kind of franchise character on a packet of gum and call it a day. Yeah, but I love where you're going with the socks. That is awesome. Kind of get their their boots as well. (laughs) Some trunk socks. Little tips on them and everything. Exactly. On like Frieza feet and like cell kind of <laughs> mechanical weirdish with the little I would on want the side. first form cell feet. Yeah, yeah. Like that's the what I'm talking three, about. Three, you know, toed hooves type things. That would be great. Damn right. All right. So that is the news and a lot of our discussion for the week. We spent about half an hour talking about all that stuff. That was a good time, right? I enjoyed the flavored milk and the socks. I don't know. A lot of the news is frustrating. It is. I- <laughs> But are we really frustrated by it? I mean, no, that's not really. We, we kind of play the frustrated card while we're talking about it. But at the end of the day, if you don't like Kai, you just don't watch it. And if you think flavored milk is stupid, you just don't <laughs> drink it. So I think it's the way of the future. What, flavored milk? Yes. I'm down. Well, I don't like milk, though. I do. But flavored milk? I don't All right, so we are going to transition. We got a bunch of cool stuff for you, even though we don't have a regular topic for you this week. Uh, Let's cruise on and do the rest of releases for May. 
Mary, I will take the stuff to May 19th, so you get us going here on the 18th. Oh, give me the easy stuff. That's okay, right. so Tuesday, May 18th, we've got Dragon Ball Z Kai Part 1 coming out on Blu-ray and DVD in this here country by Funimation. This is Kai Episodes 1 through 13. We don't really know what the deal is with the aspect ratio. Oh, actually, we do. We, we do know yeah, the every- deal with the aspect ratio. <laughs> People have been getting in their stuff early, courtesy of Rice Stuff. Both the DVDs and the Blu-rays 4 by 3 Done. Okay, cool. So MSRP is fifty four ninety eight on Blu-ray, forty nine ninety eight on DVD. Uh, as far as pre-orders go, you can get the Blu-ray on Amazon for thirty seven ninety nine and forty one twenty four on Right Stuff. The DVD you can get on Amazon for thirty one bucks and forty nine cents, and on Right Stuff, a mere twenty nine ninety nine. Righto. All right. So here we go. The next day, May nineteenth, Wednesday, over in France, they're getting the Kanzenban Dragon Ball Volume Eight from Glenat. It is ten. 55 euros the regular pre-order price on amazon france is 1002 over in spain they're getting dragon ball volume 6 saga de piccolo daimao r2 pal dragon ball tv episodes 109 through 132 so they're closing in on the end of the series you got your five standard languages over there including japanese the subs are castilian spanish 49.95 euros more info z on the dvd.com also in spain that same day their dragon ball z movie set number two same deal r2 pal this one is seven discs it has dbz movies 9 through 13 plus the bardock and trunks tv specials again the same five languages castilian spanish subs i think it's 59.95 euros but only one site that they link to has it and they seem like they have a really nice discount on it but zona has all the info also that same day moving back over to france they are getting dragon ball box set number two they just split the damn thing into half. So here we go, 69 through 153. French and Japanese with French subtitles, 149 and 90 euros. Manga news, manga Uh We'll give you a link to it uh, with all the pictures and all that kind of good stuff. Mary, you want to close out May back over to Japan and Kai? Right, so Friday, May 28th, we've got Dragon Ball Kai DVD single disc volume 11. It's Kai episodes 31 through 33. This is the 16-9 aspect ratio crop standard definition disc. MSRP is 2940 yen. You can pre-order it on CD Japan for 2800 yen or on Amazon Japan for 2155 yen. Also, we got the next single disc coming out it's kai volume 12 with episodes 34 through 36 again same specs same prices on all sites yeah so that's releases from may let's have some fun with emails here all right mary i'm gonna read the first one here from i think it's cathal what do you think cathal cathal all right hello cathal Cathal. Uh, it could be don't know Hello, anyone who may be present when this email is being read. You got Mary, you got Mike. I want to know if you knew much about the international DBZ Kai broadcasting. I have recently converted my four-year-old nephew to DBZ, but the only way I can show him is through my orange bricks, which, by the way, I like. I mean, they're not nearly as good the Dragon Boxes, but nearly 30 episodes for 15 euros is a bargain. Don't need to justify prices with us, folks. You're good. No worries. Anyway, my sister would kill me if he saw any of Roshi's scenes, and I definitely don't want to loan him my precious DVDs. So, I thought a broadcast of Zekai was a godsend. He could watch it on the TV whenever it was on, just like I did many years ago. But, I've been looking around to see, and there's no word on an Irish UK broadcast. 
this makes me kind of angry too because I wanted to see Zekai for my. You know, it's killing me every time I say Zekai, but it's written there. I'm going to read it anyway. I was to buy the home release, but wallet restrictions apply, you know. So anyway, I was just wondering if you guys know anything or if you knew a way I could contact Nicktoons. Love the show. Keep up the good work. Mary, this actually follows up on a series of emails we had before where parents looking to show their, their kids DBZ. Yeah, kind of ties saying, in. Well, it is a show for kids, but I understand if you but don't want to show... standards are different The booty everywhere. grabbing, the booby grabbing, so... But here we go with someone, again, not in the U.S. Dragon Ball is a global franchise. It is popular all throughout the world. Here you have someone, I guess, in Ireland or the U.K. looking to show Dragon Ball to a four-year-old. How can they show them an edited version? Can they do it online with um once it goes on four kids or whatever streaming there no. was funimation's website and nicktoons they are all doing ip blocking oh snap which i mean makes sense from their standpoint where it's all right we license the rights to these regions of the world right right so well, we restrict them. as much as i think that is total bullshit i mean it's a global economy now that stuff is ancient and irrelevant but that's how it is so I guess the short answer is no, because if we knew there was some kind of international broadcast, we would have said something by now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you could mess around with proxy services and try to spoof you know, an American IP address and watch some clips or something like oh, that. Oh, so you're going to give them yours? It doesn't work that way. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> why? you said spoof, so I don't know. <laughs> I okay. don't know this tech shit. I just show up. When they come knocking, you can legitimately say, Mary, I don't know how to spoof an IP address. It wasn't me. It was my husband. He's <laughs> over there. He's over there cowering. You can sell me out. That's fine. Unfortunately, I think that's the best we can do for Cathal, Cathal here. Anyway, as far as contacting Nicktoons, I don't think that's going to get you anywhere. No. Not that we know how to contact them anyway. <laughs> no, no clue. Uh, you want to read the next email then? Sure. This comes from Takeru. I have three quick questions for you guys. Firstly, seeing as Dragon Ball Online is more like a true continuation of the Dragon Ball manga, will you guys have any of the information regarding DBO on the site? For example, blah, 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 tons of stuff, I guess. I guess that's a note you made. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Um, should we answer these one by one? Um, yeah, we'll do them one by one. So the first question there, uh, I think I was talking about this a little bit. I was just test broadcasting the other day, just down in the basement. Someone was asking about Dragon Ball Online. I was saying, you know, it's really weird that I haven't read up more on it because, I mean, it's been going in Korea for a while. There's some really great stories. Takeru even noted some of them, especially the booby thing, which we've talked about before. Imagine Boo creating, um, a, a wife or mate for himself and all that jazz. It's it's really interesting and we've been saying yeah that stuff sounds a lot more interesting than these other video game stories and even Kai I mean this is the stuff this is good Toriyama material I don't know if it's just because we don't know if it's coming out over here I'd rather wait to see if I can get my hands on it I can't do a whole lot with Korean I mean if it's in Japanese at least Julian can do a pretty good job translating some stuff for me I don't know if I trust kind of the second third hand Korean translations and things it's really interesting and I'm really hoping to hear more about it soon so we can talk more about it and get some information up on the site that kind of stuff so something I want to do I don't know if we'll get to it but you know we have plans for Daisenshu EX and maybe we'll see some more info on that in the future alright so uh, the other stuff here isn't necessarily about Dragon Ball but Takeru I mean took the time to write it so if we're going to answer one we might as well answer the other two ones right, it's got personal so secondly Vegeta EX when did you first read Flame of Rekka because that's still my favorite manga till this day so I first got into Rekka as soon as it was finished being fan subbed on VHS. I got it from the fan sub distro. I don't remember who subbed.
loved it. But I just I just bought the whole batch, one through is it forty two episodes or fifty or however it was. Um, and then I got the manga when it was coming out over here from Biz. I didn't read it, the manga itself, until, and I don't think I even finished it either. I've got no. a couple of volumes I haven't read, which of course is classic Mike, where Did I love something. Did you finish it? I mean, like, purchasing it? I think so. There might be a couple last volumes I don't have. But yeah, Rekka, I mean, I'm reading Bleach now, and people say Bleach is a lot like you, Hawk Show. I'm also seeing some Rekka in there as well. It's the whole shtick about, you know, your rivals at school becoming your friends, and then their inner powers being awakened and joining your team, something like, yeah, I've read this before Typical 10 years shonen. ago. Oh, then finally, yeah. Okay, third, maybe this may be random, but when did Vegeta VX and Mary first meet? Sorry, Mia's just curious. 10 years ago. Ten years ago this fall, we met in person, but prior to that we were aware of each other's existence by way of our sights. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't stand Mike because he was an opinionated bastard and Mike, you know, didn't really know about me because I ran a fangirl site. But somehow we started IMing each other. I think back when you, you moved to us. my state. Oh, yeah. right, right. So we shared the same host and I guess we started talking that way. And we went to school together. No, you're jumping ahead. Oh, all right. <laughs> like way ahead. You moved to New Jersey and you went to a high school that was kind of near my high school, but we never like hung out. It was just like, oh, you moved to New Jersey? Cool. Okay. And then since you're a year behind me, you know, I found out that you were going to be a, a freshman at the college I was going to. Right. And they were like, hey, we should hang out. So we did. Yeah. And then somehow we started hanging out every day. And now we're married. And we got married. That worked out pretty well. I'm content. <laughs> we have more stuff to read from people, but that is in the form of contest entries. But uh, before we get to that, Mary, if people want to contact us, hang out with us, how's that working? You can send emails on over to podcast at com. That's P-O-D-C-A-S-T at D-A-I-Z-E-X dot com. We're also on Twitter at DiZX and individually as VegetaWX, Saya Jedi, and Mary T-O-T. And finally, Facebook. We're on it as facebook.com slash And according to your notes, it looks like you have 597 fans closing in on 600. Woo! Yeah, we were just talking about hitting that 519, how cool that was. And we flew right past that. So enjoyable. Good times over on Facebook, Lincoln stuff. Ready to talk about contest stuff here? Oh, yeah. Let's All give right. some stuff away. So, Attack of the Science, along with a mug and a mini scroll, was donated courtesy of Goku's Corner, the official fan community of Namco Bandai Games. They're going to be sending this off to the winner. The way we did this was, all right, random drawing contest, because that is fair for everyone. We gave you a couple weeks to get an entry. But I said, hey, if you want to put in the effort, your entry can be counted twice. If in 100 words or less, you describe to me a fun little story where Goku teams up with two other people and does some random side mission nonsense, kind of branching off of Goku, Bubbles, and Gregory in Attack of the Science. So we're going to do a random drawing right now. We're going to choose a random integer between one and the maximum number of entries. Mary, our random number is two. I love that number two is chosen. And this is great because the first person who entered had a story. So their entry counted as two. Number two is that person. The first person to enter the contest, which counts as two, is Colin. Mary, would you like to read Colin's entry? Because Colin is the winner here. Colin wrote, Just as the now Super Saiyan Son Goku was about to finally claim victory against a weakening Frieza, the unimaginable happened. Frieza's brother, Kula, and father, King Cold, land on the planet to save Frieza's bacon. In order to even the odds, Goku must now rely on two unexpected allies, Captain Ginyu 
the frog and the newly resurrected Cargo. I love it. He's got to fight with the frog and Cargo. We're going to talk about some of the recurring characters and themes as we read a couple of these here. Let me read the first one. These are just other folks that sent him in. I thought they were very funny and interesting because I love it when people make us laugh. We should say congrats to Colin. Yay! Casting on your info, you'll be getting Attack of the Science and the other fun stuff in the mail. But uh, let me read some of these other entries here. Dustin says, My dream bizarre side mission would be a lost story of Nam returning from years of training while Goku is healing from his battle with Vegeta. In this adventure, Nam, already sporting the full beard, has learned to channel and control his key and is on par with at least one and a half rabbits. He comes to Goku's hospital to inform him that another science spaceship has landed. Fortunately, the Forgotten Scion, who is responding to an accidental distress call, is a low-class warrior and is defeated relatively quickly by injured Goku, injured is capitalized by the way, Nam and Yajirobe. Mary wants to read one here from Albert. Okay. When Goku escapes the hospital for a day, he would bump into Pigaro and raise and train him as his son because Gohan had already signed the papers for Piccolo to become his legal guardian. Soon they would stumble upon Gohan's filler robot friend, who would be rebuilt by Bulma. With these allies, Goku could easily defeat the evil forces of a reborn Majin boss rabbit. Don't ask how. <laughs> All right. Eddie says, in cool narrator voice. So I'm going to try to do what I can here. On his way to battle Frieza, Goku was transported to Otherworld, the afterlife, I guess, <coughs> by the magical powers of plot convenience. Before he can return, he must battle the fallen members of the Ginyu Tokusentai. In one battle, he may not be able to win a dance contest. Seeking revenge for years of insults, Disco Dancing Kui and Ballet Master Apul join forces with Goku to even the odds. They have the moves. They have the determination. They are the elite beat idiots. Very nice. Eddie, I think you kind of win just on writing style alone, but unfortunately you were not the random choice there. Mary, why don't you read another one here? This is from Vilasa. Clearly Goku should team up with Ginyu Frog and Frog Ginyu. <laughs> After Ginyu's change into a frog, he has a change of heart and befriends his old body. Now they want to find that perfect pond to chill in as roommates while they're just getting used to their new lives. Unfortunately, there's all those lame freezer minions hanging around. Goku, you must escort the friends safely to that perfect pond. You folks, I hate you because you're funny. Let's uh, read another one here from our buddy Remy. As Goku searches for a ship to escape the flatlining planet Namek, he encounters Ginyu the Melancholy Frog. <laughs> Within the course of two or three volumes, Ginyu has devised a form of sign language understandable only to people who suffered severe head injuries as a child. He pleads with Goku to gather the seven Goldo head fragments in order to restore his only son. Upon doing so, the fragments combine, with Goldo regenerating the rest of his body thereafter. Together, they ask for one last game of rock-paper-scissors. Upon defeating the two, Goku is allowed to resume his search. Mary, read the last one that we're going to be uh, okay. chilling with here from Traipser. Join Goku, Gohan, and Krillin as they go fishing. 
While Goku didn't get hurt fighting part of the Ginyu Force, he did get hungry. Refuel our hero before Captain Ginyu and Frieza can close in. Travel to different islands and use whatever you can for bait. If your line snaps too many times, you can still go after fish by diving into alien depths. Just watch out for Namekian sea monsters. Can you catch a big fish enough to satisfy Goku's appetite and bring him back to full power? I loved some of these stories. <laughs> Lots of frogs. Yeah, yeah. You know, speaking, uh, you heard a lot of frogs uh, being spoken about here. Lots of people tossed up pool in, of course, because, you know, they know how we are here on the show with Daisenshui X. I love that. Quite a few use Cargo. I mean, we did the inconsistency video about Cargo. I feel like we've given Cargo more than his time to shine. Quite a bunch of people actually use Zakuro and Raichi, the two fake Namekians as well. I don't think we read any of those examples Ooh, here. My but... story would be Zakuro, Raichi, and the crab. Yeah, but Goku had to be one of them. Oh, he did? Yeah. Okay. That was part of the rules. Duh. Okay, I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> so, folks, you had some great entries. And even though Colin is the winner here, we had a great time reading them all. I am I, I'm just flabbergasted at how original people are. Good stuff. Mary, I think we've come to the close of uh, episode 219 here. We're, we're getting back into the groove of doing the show. We've been busy. We've got an Otakon deadline next month. So. Yes, we'll still be a little sporadic. Yeah. Bear with us until June. That's right. Next week, there's a couple possibilities of what we may or may not be doing. It could be a manga review of awesomeness. I'm leaning toward not, though, because we just did one a mid-month manga review of awesomeness last month. Uh, maybe that's a little too soon. Probably going to be a review of the Kai set from Funimation. I know we got a review copy coming in, so we'll it's be talking about that. It's too Kai-heavy. Yeah, well, that's what's going on. Stop. I'm looking at a bin of action figures over there. Can we just, like, pull stuff out of the box and talk about them? Oh, wait, we kind of did that once. Yeah, we actually did that for an episode. <laughs> God damn it! See, even the bottom of the barrel ideas have been done. <laughs> no, that's not entirely true. Uh, yeah, the Funimation Kai set is coming out. We'll uh, hopefully be doing that next week, right in time for it to hit store shelves. Even though Right Stuff already sent everything out. Uh, there, of course, there's a lot of other stuff that we're going to be doing. I was talking with Ken Damu. Um, we're going to... There's two martial arts discussions that we can have. Our buddy Kunsai has actually been a little sick lately, so he's not going to join us um, relatively soon. But Ken Damu is going to step up and talk more more about the the theory behind some of the techniques that some of the characters use, especially earlier on when it's uh, more hand-to-hand -hand based and different fighting styles. That's going to be, I, I use the word fascinating a little too often, but it's really relevant here. Is he in the chat right now? I know he was earlier um, checking out the show, so he's going to join us uh, maybe this month. I, he said to give him a couple um, weeks notice before we do it because he wanted to make sure that he had his notes proper. So if he said something, some idiot doesn't try it and hurt themselves and then sue him yes. as a result of that. <laughs> so. We had to have a brand spanking new disclaimer at the beginning of that episode. <laughs> I, know, I know, right? Warning! While these, while these discussions may be that of an expert, we do not recommend you actually do this. So uh, that's going to be a really fun episode coming up in the near future. Um, a Jump Anime Tour DVD is in the United States. I got to get it from uh, Evil Gamer X and we'll do more than a year revisit of that. That'll be fun times. So we got some cool stuff uh, coming your way in May and June. And once Otakon hits, we'll be clear sailing again for ridiculously long in-depth topics. And then we're heading to Julian's wedding later this year. Lots of fun stuff coming up. Oh yeah. So Mary, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. 
Good time here on the show. 219. Can you believe 219 episodes of a podcast? Time flies. It does. So, folks want to check out the stuff you did when you were 16? Oh, yeah. Well, 17. I hate to admit. I was a little older than I care to admit when I, I made that. I anyway. you the benefit of the doubt and you shattered it. <sighs> I know, but I thought I should be honest. All right. So, my site is Temple of Trunks. You can find it at www.templeotrunks. Dot com. Sweet. And I want screenshots from the Kai closing so I can add it to my site. <laughs> but there's text all over the place. I'm going to have to wait till the DVD. Yeah, well, the Blu-rays. You want the 1080 one. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm talking. It'd be a while. So. I know. That's okay. I'm in no rush. All right. So that's you over there at the Temple of the Underpants. Yeah. Underpants. You should register that. Just Temple of Underpants. <laughs> I don't think I want that associated <laughs> with my name. All right. Uh, so for you... For myself and Julian from www.daizex.com. All these fine folks. We will check in next week with episode 220. Probably going to be a look at the North American release of Kai. Although it might be something else entirely and I'm totally lying to you. But until then, none of us know. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to Daizenjuix, the podcast. We will see you next, next time. Week. Next week. Here on show, right? right yeah. Things. Internet. Fun. Yeah.